My name is John Machado, and this is the Gun Butter Blot Show, also known as the Guy Fox Podcast. I've tried doing this episode quite a few times. Uh, I tend to get uh, fairly upset and uh, start threatening things that I would like to do. Um, last Wednesday, I had a court date um, early in the morning. Uh, it did not go my way. I had filed a motion for change of custody for my son um, for full custody. Uh, overall, I didn't lose anything. I didn't lose any time with him or anything like that. However, uh, I didn't get full custody. The reason that I wanted full custody is, uh, if you remember a few months ago, um, I had talked about my ex-wife who can't control her temper and uh, ragdolled my son by his throat around her house. Um, she, I had always hoped that she, uh, you know, because he was her son, she, she had him uh, in her belly and she gave birth to him. So I assumed that she wouldn't treat him the same way that she had treated me. Um, I'd hoped that she was nice to him and, and, uh, and cared for him. She does not. She is a narcissist. She only cares what, uh, other people think about her. Uh, it has gotten progressively worse. Um, and this you're getting from me, right? A biased source. But, uh, if I've ever told you anything truthful, been honest, this uh, is absolutely it. Um, the referee, which is another issue that I have with our court system, um, turned it up on its head and uh, turned it back on me. He wasn't asking her the same questions he was asking me, and I only got asked really two, three questions tops. Uh, I didn't have a lot of time. I, I figured it would go a little bit longer. I'd, I would be able to get into the evidence that I had that showed she perjured herself to the court, uh, that she was guilty, but we didn't even touch those topics. And this is uh, another piece of disgust that I have towards the state. And I've never really had much faith in the state, um, as I've told you, to distrust them, but I had assumed that when there is a mound of evidence against someone, um, that it would work. And I guess I shouldn't even have faith in that. Um, and this tends to upset me that uh, justice isn't blind at all. It's that the state prevents justice from happening. Why? Because they're weak. They don't have fortitude. They don't really wish um, to have justice be served. They don't really care about kids or families in family law. Uh, Child Protective Services does not protect children, as the title would entail. It's the state. They want power. That's it. And so when it came to the things that mattered about this, um, 
They did not care. They cared about what mattered to them. Um, which was far from getting to uh, the bottom of everything. They just wanted to touch on the surface level. Uh, her lawyer, and I, I guess I can't really fault her lawyer. She's paid to do a job to defend her client. Um, but she was not good at her job. Uh, there was a CPS investigation um, by two CPS agents. Um, there was a detective that was involved. And then uh, as we file a motion, um, we make our claims and then the defendant's attorney has to respond to those claims. And they responded in uh, creating a story that uh, depicted me brainwashing my child to uh, come up with these stories. Now, everything centers on what my son told me. Uh, my ex-wife admits to there being a situation on this certain day uh, in which my son tells a completely different story than what she told. In fact, uh, the evidence that I believed was overwhelming was that she actually told the same story to the first CPS agent. And then when it got handed off to a different CPS agent uh, a week later, she changed her story. Um, it all, it, it, the initial story was, or at least what I was told, is that my ex-wife told my son to go to the bathroom before he got on the bus. Um, he said that he didn't have to and she wouldn't allow him to leave the house until he went to the bathroom. And she got into an argument with my son. And this is where I talked about before, that arguing with your child is ridiculous. Like, I don't have arguments with my kid like that. You know? Um, I don't have arguments with my kid. I tell him what to do and he listens. Because I've instilled in him an understanding of who I am and who he is. I'm not his friend, I'm his father. I'll be his friend later. I'm his father now. She doesn't understand that because she's not a real parent. She thinks she has to have a, a uh, an argument with my son. So anyway, um, she admitted that she had told him to go to the bathroom uh, to the first CPS agent. And not only that, she stood in his way and had to tell him several times. This was her story. It wasn't until a week later when she realized that that could backfire against her. And I guess it's when she must have hired her lawyer and her lawyer told her this or somebody. It was a week later that she changed her story to say that my son requested to go to the bathroom and that there was no confrontation, there was no several tellings, so her story had changed. Now again, my son came to tell me all of this. I didn't make it up. She admits that there was a situation on that day in which they got to an argument. Um, none of this was brought to the judge. The judge had an issue with me because we didn't report anything to anyone for arguably two days. Now, the first day, you have to throw away because my son, um, I picked up my son on a Wednesday and he told me about it on the way home. What do I do? The referee had a problem with me not calling the police. Well, I had called the police twice um, in the eight years prior to this situation. And both times, nothing happened. The first time, when she cracked me in the face with a stemless wine glass and hours of the morning, I think it was three or four in the morning when my son woke up and I went to go uh, take care of him. He had a full diaper. 
uh, and I had smelled alcohol in her breath, which means she had been driving drunk that earlier that night. Um, she came out of the other room that she was staying with as I had my son in my hands, pitch black, and hit me in the face with a stemless wine glass. She could have hit him. Luckily, I was staying upstairs when we had a, uh, a door that I could lock, and so I walked upstairs and I called the cops. When the cops got there, it was hard for them to open the door because she was trying to jerry-rig it open. Um, I had all of this recorded, and uh, I had the cops take her off, right? And in fact, they didn't like having to do their job at that time of the night. These were pieces of shit police officers, which shouldn't be police officers. They started trying to lecture me in my house. I told them to get the fuck out. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't have a lot of patience with uh, shitty cops, and um, told them to get the fuck out and take her with them. And uh, they did. Well, the prosecuting attorney ended up calling me to let me know that they believed me, but that they didn't have enough evidence to prosecute. This turned my stomach. I had a fucking knot on the front of my face. So how is this not evidence? Well, there wasn't enough for them. Okay. Uh, about a year or two later, she came to pick up my son drunk. I didn't know it until she tried to rip him out of my hands. He was only two or three. Ripped him out, tried to rip him out of my hand, so I let him go to her so that he wouldn't get hurt, and I could smell it on her breath. By the time I could do anything, she already had my son in his car seat. So I stood in between her and her car door, not to let her leave. And she went fucking nuts, because she does. She doesn't give a fuck. She can't control her temper, and she starts throwing punches. You know how hard it is to dodge punches with your hands in the air? What do you think would have happened if I would have grabbed hold of her? Even grabbed hold of her, I'd have ended up going to jail. So... She starts teeing off on me. I'm dodging the majority of them, but she's still tagging me. Unfortunately, it didn't leave any marks. She's weak, and it's hard to leave marks on my face, apparently, unless you have a stemless wine glass. So anyway, uh, my dad overhears the shit that's going on, and I assume uh, we are good, and uh, I ask him to call the cops. He runs out. He has cops on the phone, 911, and he's trying to tell them her uh, license plate. Well, I can only do so much, and she gets past me and gets in her car almost slams my fucking fingers in the, in the car door and then almost runs over my father as she peels out. If she wouldn't have been hiding anything, she would have just stayed there. You call the fucking cops on me and I'm not drinking and you're saying I'm drinking, I'm going to wait till they get there because guess what? I get to use that against you. So anyway, cops don't come. This is a fucking small town. Cops don't come for another fucking half hour. They end up not being able to catch her. She makes it home. And then the city cops show up about two or three hours later. This is the fucking uselessness of state agents. Or agents of the state, which are police officers. All police officers, no. A lot of them, absolutely. They show up there, they don't even do a fucking breathalyzer test, do. So that's twice that I've called the cops on this crazy bitch. And nothing fucking happens. What do you think would have happened if it was me? A man. I'd have been sitting in a fucking jail cell somewhere. And I would have lost time with my son. Like overall, I would have lost my time with... I would have been an every other weekend father. And maybe even it would have been a fucking... Um, what's that called? Where there has to be a person there to watch. Supervised visitations. So when this fucking referee who said that he read through everything beforehand... He didn't. Had he, he would have realized all of this shit. That I had called the cops prior. Nothing fucking happened. So this time around, what do I do? I even had called the CPS on him one time. Because my ex used to 
date this fucking terrible motherfucker that I wanted to fucking murder. It took everything in me not to kill this guy. Literally kill him. And uh, someone had told me, who knew all of us, that they were at a game one day and uh, this fucking guy, my my ex tried putting my son in a timeout and then this guy comes out of fucking nowhere and says, you want me to put you in my timeout? Well, what do you think that fucking means? That means that he's going to hurt my son. He's going to try and act like dad and fucking put my son in his timeout. I confronted him right away, I mean by text. And then I said, all right, fuck this, dude. This motherfucker ain't touching because of course they're going to fucking deny it. I said, all right. Called up the CPS. They went out there and nothing happened. Nothing happened. They had fucking three other... His three daughters living in that house, too. Moved him in about a month or so after our divorce. Yeah. How fucked up is all that? So anyway, nothing happened from that either. So what do you think I'm thinking when I hear all this shit? All right, well, I've tried calling the cops before. That didn't work. CPS didn't work. I'm going to have my son. And this took me about a day to think through. Also to get over the fact that I wanted to go fucking hurt my ex-wife. So I had my son talk to his school counselor the next day. This was a Friday. I picked my son up on a Wednesday. He talked to the school counselor on a fucking Friday morning. It wasn't like it was a week or two weeks or a fucking month later where I could like manipulate my son into thinking this, that, or the other. It wasn't any of that. It was fucking not even two days later. And the referee has a problem with this. Because he, it, I guess to him he thinks that that is manipulation or brainwashing or whatever. And all I wanted, all I wanted this entire fucking time was to have them listen to my son. That's it. Surely, if they're in a fucking position of a referee or a judge or a lawyer, that means that they've gone through some schooling. They should have critical thinking skills. They should be able to detect if, if a child has been brainwashed or manipulated or coached into saying certain things or not. I just wanted them to talk to my son. That was it. Without either of the parents present so that we couldn't coerce him into anything. That's all I wanted. And never happened. Never fucking happened. It wasn't even brought up. That was enough for this piece of shit fucking referee to go, no, not dealing with it. And he had a problem with me waiting two days. That was it. I'm not shitting you. That was it. So anyway, sorry about that little gap for a second. Um, yeah, they didn't want to hear anything that had to do with uh, with what had actually gone down. They didn't want to hear what my son had to say, sadly. Uh, he's 10, I guess. Even in the instance where, let's say something like this didn't happen, if you just wanted to decide uh, he would still have to be I think it's anywhere between 12 and 14 before he makes his uh, his uh, decision but even then from what I understand it's it's not set in stone there's no like exact day or date um, or age uh, until they're 18 but um, he can certainly uh, we can you know try and That'll definitely be what I want to do. And not only that, I mean, she was scared to go to court. You know, she was, if anybody's been brainwashed my son, it would certainly be her, uh, or at least attempting to. But she's been such a fucking cunt and a twat that, um, to him, 
I mean, this has been progressively getting worse. During the investigation, I had the fucking detective uh, tell me some of the names that he has said to the child um, specialist that he had to go see. There's an interview that they had to go do. And, uh, you know, had there been like a, a, a glimpse of coaching and manipulation or brainwashing on my part, this child specialist would have fucking said something about that, would have told somebody. And I, I was the one that took my son to this child, child specialist in order to have this interview. And, um, the detective and the CPS agent were in a back room. It was being videotaped. I was in a different room so that, you know, I wasn't around my son and my son has been consistent in all of this. They didn't use that in this fucking case. The fucking referee never brought that up. The detective is still going forward. And this is a good detective. He's one of the few people, him and probably the child specialist, are the two people that believe my son. Sadly, they don't get to make any decisions other than the detective going forward with um, with the um, warrant, uh, which he's going to. So, you know, he's a good detective. He, he has good instinct and he trusts it. And... Um, He's good, so, you know. But anyway, uh, further on in the uh, investigation, uh, the out of nowhere, the fucking referee asks me if I have said anything in my son about the case. And I said, yeah. You know, I didn't think it was a fucking big deal. It isn't a big deal. And he goes, you have. And he and when he's asking me this, he's really not, like, getting upset or anything. He's just asking me. He was, like, kind of caught off guard, I guess, by the, the answer. And he goes, so you've told him that you were going to file? I go, yeah. Yeah, and he didn't let me elaborate, of which I would have said, my son came to me asking me to change it so that he had full custody, and so I told him I was I would file. That was it. That was all I fucking told my son. And he brings that up later at the end with his bullshit decision um, where he said the uh, the court finds. Motherfucker, don't talk to yourself in, in about yourself in third person. That fucking irks me to no end. I don't give a fuck if you care about what I have to say or not. You're a twat. He goes, the court is very concerned that you've talked to your son about this case. It's like, fuck you, dude. My son's the one that wanted me to change it. How about you be concerned that my son is scared to death of his mother? Which, by the way, my son's tough, dude. He's only 10. This bitch gets out of hand and tries to fucking put her hands on him again when he's 13. He's going to fling that bitch across the room. Now, I'm going to have to be the good guy and come in and say, son, you can't do that. You got to honor your mother and your father, yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? Even though in the back of my mind, I'm going, good for you. I'm glad somebody fucking taught her a lesson. But that can be avoided. All of this shit can be avoided. If the fucking referee, if the state, which is exactly what he is, if he would have fucking taken his time to actually listen to shit. I even told him at one point, and I had to pu fucking push this through as much as he didn't want me to. I said the lawyer and their responses to our claims are, are filled with contradictions. And I wanted to go into it. He knew I wanted to go into it and he wouldn't let me. He would only let me answer itty bitty little portions. Do you think he asked my ex-wife if she talked to my son about the case? Which she absolutely did. And in fact, tried to tell him not to go forward with it. Referee never asked her. Never asked her the same shit that he asked me. Not once. 
she came in. So this was all Zoom, by the way. We couldn't even we couldn't even go to court. This was Zoom. She comes on there, no makeup. She starts, as you can see throughout this 45-minute little fucking interview, half hour, 45-minute. It was short. You can see how she's constantly trying to make herself cry. And I knew she was doing it because she does this every time. She wants to be, be looked at as a victim, as a little bunny that could never hurt anyone and is being harmed. And she fucking starts crying. Eventually, finally starts crying. She's wiping away tears and oh, oh, I can't believe this is happening. This is so terrible. It's like, bitch, you fucking put your hands on my son and threw him around your fucking house. Drug him through your house by his, the hood of his hoodie, choking him. That was another thing this fucking guy said. Were there any marks? There were no marks. That was like the one thing that I kind of understood was against me. But I even pointed out I was at least able to get this through. There are guys in MMA who you can throw a rear naked choke on, who lose by rear naked choke or triangle choke, and there's not a single mark left on them. And they're choked. They have their oxygen cut off, their supply cut off from their brain, and they pass out. And not a mark is left on them. And this has been going on for 20 years, as long as the fucking UFC has been around. Fuck, 30 years. It's been around for 30 years. Didn't even fucking take that into consideration. It was just, were there any marks? I go, no. There are no marks. How close do you... I don't know how fucking close I looked. About as close as you can get to somebody. I didn't see any marks. I'm being honest. Like, for fuck's sake, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what this... bit. Let me fucking get in... The explanation of this shit, dude. You didn't want to hear it. There were no marks. And it took me two days to report it. That was all he, he needed to hear. And then I was double bad because I talked to my son about filing the case. Now, why do we bring all of this up? You've heard me say before, be picky, when choosing somebody to marry. I'm going to extend that. When choosing somebody to have sex with, be fucking picky. Be very fucking picky. No more mulligans for fat chicks or anything like that. Because you get somebody pregnant, and vice versa, for women too. You get pregnant by somebody, and you, especially if you're not going to marry them, fuck, dude. You don't think you're going to have these issues? You're going to have these issues and more. So be fucking picky. Because I'm worried about the kids. My case isn't the only case. Sometimes both parents are terrible. In this case, my ex-wife is a fucking monster. I have only ever tried to make my son better than me. That's what I want for both of my kids. I want them to make better choices and decisions. If you think, and, and that's the case when it comes to this podcast, a part of why I made it is to teach people about the mistakes that I've made so that hopefully you won't make them too. But certainly for my kids. I want to help them understand why not to make the same mistakes that I did. I want them to be better off than I am. I want them to have happier lives than I do. Even though I have a pretty happy life. Or a pretty good life. I want them to be better in every way than me. And I'm not trying to put on them or impose on them this, this bar that's too high to reach. It's all reachable. I'm not forcing anything on them either. 
I want them to have better lives than me. My ex-wife wants everybody to think better of her than she actually is. And she's a fucking dirty cunt. She is evil. My son sees it. A 10-year-old. She's had 10 years to fill, to, 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 to build, it's not filled, build a strong bond with my son. And it should be easier for her. She's his mother. And yet he's scared to death of her. I mean, some of the shit that has happened, dude, I, I gave to my lawyer, who's also my uncle, I gave to him my documentation that I've been keeping since 2012, I think it is, 2012, 2013. It is a fucking novel with the amount of shit that this bitch has pulled. And it wasn't just those two or three incidents that I talked about where I had to call the cops or the CPS. Holy fuck is it filled with fucked up shit that she's done. And the state doesn't care. Not only does the state not care, the state is now preventing me from protecting my son. They're not helping my son in any way, shape, or form. And the audacity of this bitch afterwards, and I knew she was going to do it. I knew she was going to try and take this as a win. This was no win for her. She just didn't lose. I didn't lose this. I just didn't win. But the one thing that she gets to do from this is to go out and say, yeah, it was dropped. So that everybody thinks that she's just being mistreated. That mean old nasty me is coming through to try and take something from her and the court dropped it. Shit, lady, I can fucking pull up if you like, shit. There you go. Should make it easier for you. It's snowy as fuck out today. And cold, oh shit. It's only, I mean, it's 28. It's kind of warm compared to what it's been. But I was not, um, and even like at the end when I could feel that it was, he was wrapping up and he was about to make his his, uh, decision, I even tried saying, hey, can I explain this? I put my hand up. It was the only like interruption that I had made. And I said, hey, can I, can I please explain this? Said it as nice as possible. Fucker cut me off. This little pencil-necked faggot referee. And, and a problem that I have with that is I didn't even get to talk to the ref. I mean, sorry, the, uh, the judge. I had to talk to the motherfucking referee. For anybody that, that knows law or practices law or is going through law school or is a lawyer, whatever, whatever what have you, um, that's listening to this, I don't care how, it's, how the setup is. I don't give a fuck. All these people get paid by taxpayer dollars and they're agents of the state. I don't give a fuck. I don't need to talk to a referee. I need to talk to a fucking judge. And that is another problem that I have with all this. But that little bastard should have never been given power. He's one of those pit, the, the little bitches that got beat up in school and bullied and shit. And then he went into law so that he could hurt other people. So that he had power. He should have never been given power. Ever. Hold on, I'll be back. So even with the the few interruptions that I've had to have in here, I'm still much happier with how this episode is going um, than the few that I've made before this. Uh, I've attempted this quite a few times. Uh, A few days after. Um... The results of the case, uh, 
they put me in a, in a bad headspace. Um, I was pretty upset. The few episodes um, that I had attempted to make probably said some things in there that I shouldn't have. Um, you know, I, I had uh, a few thoughts that, <laughs> you know, I wondered, um, is this how the Civil War starts? Is that like something happens to a good person like this um, and then they just decide you know what you can't win you can't win against the, the evil unless you combat it um, in a physical way especially when evil has and not necessarily just evil I think a lot of this was um, weakness. I think a lot of this is laziness. I think that's what the state is. Um, and they also want power. You know, I mean, that's overall what what the state wants is power and control. But they don't want to have to do, um, you know, more things with more power. They're lazy. Or it's lazy. The state. They just want to do the bare minimum, which is why every time that the government gets involved with something, the, the, the price goes up and the quality goes down because they don't want to have to do the work, you know, and then they put subpar people in positions that don't give a fuck. Usually, I mean, few or far between where you'll have somebody who actually cares I think, um, man, I don't know how long ago. I feel like it might have been a year, year and a half ago on this podcast that I counted out how many good teachers I had. And although it was subjective, um, you know, I think that you guys can trust me enough to, to trust my judgment when it comes to people who, you know, teachers who actually gave two shits from, you know, the first day of preschool until my last college class that I had. I think what was it something like six or seven out of like 60 teachers that I had had overall and it's the truth you know the vast majority of, of teachers which is um, you know especially in state-ran schools i.e. public schools are terrible they don't want to be there you know it's just every year they get a new group of kids that they got to babysit and um, you know grade the shit and, and, and I mean, how many of them really give two, two shits about, um, you know, having a kid pass their, pass or flunk, you know, I, I get that they may care to a certain degree, uh, when it comes to, you know, uh, a consistent, um, consistent, uh, decline in kids that are passing or failing, wait, Consistent, a consistent decline in, in kids that are passing. Yeah, I think that's the way to say that. You know, because then it, it may come back to them. But the teachers' unions, which is another reason why I can't stand unions. Unions just unions want to get paid. They want control too, right? They want power. I mean, and uh, a big reason why they save people's jobs is because guess what? Those jobs pay union dues every month. Power. 
even if those those students or I'm sorry those teachers are, are not only not good and subpar from what they should be uh, they're a danger to the students um, oh fuck I always forget his name Project Veritas um, James O'Keefe did a uh, did an, I think an expose on a um, teachers union guy uh, from, where was it, Chicago or Wisconsin or something, uh, in which the guy talked about uh, keeping a teacher's job who had, I think, had sex with a, a student. They don't care. But, you know, that's that's the case here, too. And it's not just me. You know, you could, I guess, make an argument against what I'm saying if it were just me, but... Certainly how many fathers, that's another point that, that should bother everyone, is that the, the state shouldn't be pro one parent over another. I know I've said this numerous times. It should be pro kid. It should be thinking what's in, in line of the kid and, and willing to um, engage in an investigation more so than you know a 30 minute fucking talk with the parents in which the guy, you know, they, they're, they're already pro mother and you know, the guy has to be squeaky fucking clean, which is exactly what I am. Squeaky fucking clean, dude. If I had anything bad, you'd not think that my ex-wife would have been able to fucking, she would have brought that up and I would have been fucking used against me. I wouldn't even, they wouldn't even care to what I had to say. If you haven't watched that movie Divorce Corp yet, go check it out. If it's still available. I watched that, what, two, three years ago? Maybe more? Maybe longer? And and back then it was a $2 billion a year industry. Family law. Shit. It's probably four, five, six billion a year, if not more. But I did think that. I did think, you know, is this how the Civil War starts? But even then, I had to look at my own situation. All right. I didn't win, but I didn't lose. You know? It's just all the same right now. And I, my son needs me. My son absolutely needs me. He needs me now more than ever. Because he's got a psychopathic mother. Brain can back up a lot of this, too. This isn't just me going off on, on this because I didn't get my way. My son didn't get his way. That's that's what's more important here, and that's what I'm even more pissed off about. The amount of shit that I was going into in the last couple of episodes or attempts at episodes as to what I was going to do, threatening of what I was going to do. That's why you haven't heard an episode recently. I think I'm upset with myself too um, because I I gave a little bit of trust to the system that you could have an amount of evidence that should alter what the state originally wants to do. You could fix things using the system with a certain amount of, evi of, of evidence. And you can't. 
least not somebody like me. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have a lot of, of uh, weight to throw around and all of this. So nothing's going to change. Now I have to wait longer. I have to, like I said, the state is preventing me from protecting my son. And it's terrible. It's a terrible feeling. That feeling of powerlessness. That you don't get to keep your kid safe, which was the thing that you promised your kid. Now, given if they do anything to my son, and I think I, I at least, I hope, I don't have any confidence in, but I hope that my ex-wife and her husband are at least smart enough to understand that Although I went through the process, I went through legally, which is what I tend to do, is I allow for the law to do what it's got to do first, or what it's going to do first. But if they hurt my son, God help them. Because I've, for nine years, I have bit my tongue, I have held back my temper, kids are the most important thing here on earth to me. And as I said, man, I hope that they're smart enough to understand that they need to keep him safe. I ended up texting uh, my ex-wife's husband and telling him that you will never lift a finger to my son and you will keep my son safe from his mother. Oh, man. It's a bad feeling. You know, so a couple of things to take away from this. Uh, be picky. Be very, very, very picky. Because I don't want you to ever have to go through this. I, w I don't want to see any more kids have to come up this way. And it's all avoidable. It's all avoidable by the choices that we make. It is 100% avoidable. To be picky. To just be picky. I get being lonely, dude. I was lonely. It sucks. It really sucks. But you know what sucks more? As somebody who has experienced this, only having your kid half the time. Having that stripped away from you. That half the time with your kid that is unnatural. It rips your fucking heart out of your chest. It's worse than any amount of loneliness that you could ever experience. I promise you that. To have your own kid rocking back and forth saying, Dad, please help me will rip the fucking soul out of you. See? Getting amped up. So please... Out of anything that I've ever said, listen to me on this. Be picky. Make the right choice. Get with somebody that you know you're never going to divorce. That is going to fight through things with you. Not just fight with you. That they understand. they're going to stick with you and you are going to stick with them 
counts on you too. It's not just on the other person. It takes two people to make another human being. Be picky with who you decide to have sex with. To procreate with. Be picky with who you decide to marry. You want your kids all the time. You don't want half of their life taken away from you. And you don't want you taken away from them for half of their life. It hurts them just as much, if not more. And it crumbles their foundation. So for their side too, I'm begging you, be picky. You don't want to live through this. And I don't want it for you. Number two, do not trust the government. Don't ever fucking trust them. Don't ever put your trust in them. They do not care about you. They don't even care if they hurt you. You are the battery and they are the matrix. You're only useful to them as long as you're useful to them. That's it. And even then, they'll mistreat you. What do you think's going on right now? Do you think Biden gives a fuck about anybody? Not that I even want him to, but he doesn't give a fuck if he hurts us. Massacred 70,000 jobs right off the bat. For what? It's not sound science. It's not settled science. It's not science at all. It's people with an agenda that came out and lied to you and lied to me who want power. Biden is their fucking puppet. Right off the bat, first day, kills 70,000 jobs. On top of that, first day, puts us right back into the Paris Climate Accord. What do you think that does? That raises your taxes. I don't know if you noticed, taxes are already going up on things. What do you think, have you seen gas? For the past four years, I've been paying about $1.90 a gallon for gas. At this one gas, or this one uh, gas station. You know what I paid yesterday? $2.35, I'm sorry, $2.25. 35 cents more per gallon. That's Biden. That's the DNC. That's the powers that be who did that. Who took away your rights. We don't live in a free country anymore, man. They're coming for the Constitution. The entire fucking thing. They're coming for all of it. Including the Second Amendment. I'm telling you, they're going to orchestrate a mass shooting and probably more than one they're going to do that and then they're going to use it to then turn around and take away the second amendment it's coming back they already have have chipped away the first amendment 
They don't give a shit about the Bill of Rights or the Constitution. They don't care. They want to make their own. They want to remake the United States of America in their own evil image. The image of their father, Lucifer, and they do their father's bidding. They are evil. And they're coming for it all. So don't you dare make that mistake of trusting the government. You'll only be left sad, wondering what happened. So don't give in to it. No matter how sweet it sounds, whatever it is that they want to do for you, don't you dare trust them. They've always got an ulterior motive. Always. You're nothing but a fucking battery to them. You're nothing but a revenue generator to them. That's it. And they believe that they're entitled to rule over you. You are their slave. That is it. But you, on your own, your own individual self, can make things better for yourself. And it's hard, but it's better. It means more. Be accountable, be responsible, don't be liberal.